Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club. Your number one stop for stellar reviews of volumes, arcs or stories that us or yourselves choose. You can find us live every Wednesday on YouTube, Facebook and Twitch and the replay on all podcast networks. Take a seat, get yourselves and your opinions ready as it's time to join the herd. But first, please put your hands together for your hosts, Shane, Phil and Scott as they kick off this week's discussion. Hello and welcome to what is sure to be another fantastic episode of the Nerd Her Comic Book Club. It's a it's a special one, I suppose, really, because this is the last of our picks for season two. It's coming to a close. One more episode to go, and then we reset again to season three. Excellent. Mm. Wait. Yes, yeah, so uh, I'm your host this evening. My name is Phil, if you do not already know, and I am joined by my, my handsome uh, uh, cohorts, my handsome whatever. We've got Shane. Ahoy, ahoy. And we have Scott. Hello. And as I mentioned, uh, for this week we have read and we will be discussing The Magic Order. And that was written by Mark Miller, art by Olivier Coupel, colours by Dave Stewart and letters by Peter Doherty. And yeah, it's a very special book to, for me, guys. So, you know, if I get in the defensive tonight, don't, 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 don't at me. Basically, this is the fry, one of the very first books I ever put in my pull list. And... It's stuck with me for these years. So be kind. That's your warning tonight. Oh, so and... is this is this like my seven secrets, you know? Is that what yes, this is like? Yes and no. I mean... I'm not again, comparing it to seven secrets, yeah, but yeah, that kind of vibe, you know? It's not seven secrets, but that vibe, because yes, this is the book that kind of kept me into the hobby, because I could have yeah. easily left it. So the fact that we're all here tonight discussing this book, that's because it was good for me. I loved it. But yeah, um, before I get into a synopsis off the book, I'll just check who is in the chat. We have James uh, Copley. He's in Heidi Hi. We have Sonics Comics. Evening, guys. Uh, we have. Oh my God! Hi, it's Connie. Oh my God. And we have this week Metropolis. Could be James. Could be Matt. Could be both. So hey, guys. Hope you're all well. So yeah, the Magic Order. And actually, before we actually get into this. Um, this uh, reminded me of my favourite ever dad joke. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, right. of course we'll start off with a joke. So, what do you call a magician that's lost its magic? I don't know, Phil. Ian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that is uh, brilliant. That's just pure comedy. That Forget is the Nerd Herd Comic Club. We are doing Nerd Herd Comedy Nights. This is it. Open mic stand up. Everyone's invited. <laughs> uh, Lewis Deacon, he is late, but he is here. He's in Howdy. And Connie since you've got to get a page sent, but I read this a while ago. If you still have a page, there's time to send it. This time, check it over and I can do it. Yeah. So, uh, the magic order, as I said, it is. it was sold to me as Godfather meets Harry Potter. And that kind of is what it's like. Yeah. You've got the, the you get the magic. You've got uh, you know the fact like the families that make up the magic order. Essentially, what the order is: it's a group of magicians who are there to protect humanity from 
scary monsters and beings and so forth and have done it i've done it for centuries and we follow the moonstone uh family mm. uh, with the head of the family called leonard and they are kind of being picked off one by one by a rival uh, former member of the, the magic order um you know various hits and kills and they're trying to take over and have the order for themselves so they can get hold of this uh i can't think of what's called but a, a magic book of spells i assume and they the can take o- control the orchalcum the oak yeah i, I, I have written i actually have it written down myself but i don't think i want to attempt it and like <laughs> and embarrass myself like you just did shane orichalcum <laughs> yeah that's, that's the one so yeah this was like i say one of the first books i ever had onto a pull list um and it's you know four years and three thousand odd books later it stuck with me and yeah i've been meaning to share this with you guys for for a long time because i think there's elements that she and you would definitely love it's a really good female character and scott you love fantasy elements so i think there's enough in it for you guys so let's see what you think well i'm trying to think who we'll start with who's, who's going to be more gentle i'll rip the band-aid off shane what do you think Ooh. i think i have just one question for you phil why the bloody hell did you wait so long to put this on the nerd herd i love this this was amazing yeah <laughs> from start to finish i fell in love with everyone i absolutely i couldn't put it down i read it in one go i just i had to just keep going i wanted to know what was going to happen um it's gorgeous to look at it's well written the pace is great the characters are awesome the magic is fantastic there's gore there's blood there's sex there's everything you want in a comic book and oh i I loved it wow but i think she she was the one i was worried about the most you know especially when he 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 sent us pictures in the private chat about these weird facial expressions i was in panic mode look on i'm gonna have to go on the defensive tonight guys (laughs) um glenn is here Saying hey, Shane, Scott, Phil, how are you doing? Hey. Oh, Glenn. So, Scott, thoughts? Initially? My thoughts. So, right, don't at me, right, because I've not seen The Godfather. Um, but <laughs> You can most certainly at Scott for not seeing The Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> but, listen, so I understand the comparison, but um, when I was leaving work today, I was like, I'm doing the nerd tonight. Uh, to my colleague, I was like, you know, I think you'll like this one. And he goes, okay, well, you know, what's it, what's it, what's it like? And I was like, do you like magic? And he goes, mm, not really. And I was like, well, I know you like the boys, so this is kind of like Harry Potter meets the boys-ish. And he was yeah. like, oh, okay, I'll give it a go. So that was kind of my my uh, comparison to it. Um, but yeah, uh, before I came up, speaking to Amy, and she was like, you know, what did you think of the book? And I was like, I want more. That was literally what I said. I was like, this was fantastic. Like, yes, Phil, you nailed it. I love the fantasy element of stuff. I love I love grown-up magic. Like, I never got on with the Harry Potter films because it was like, oh, let's go to class, let's learn a spell, oh, cool. And then, like, I couldn't get on with those. But then I, I love the Fantastic Beast series because it's all about grown-ups who know all the cool spells doing cool stuff. So this is right up my street. This is everyone knowing the great magic straight away, and we're just seeing the best of the best doing the best they can do with the situations they're in. And it's so good. It's it's moody, it's adult, and it feels realistic, 
mm-hmm. in a way of like it touches on like um sexual things but it's not like crude it's not mm-hmm. gross it's not you know trying to be funny Saga. it's like these these are it it feels like it feels like real people problems that are going on in this you know talking about the divorces and you know uh I can't remember his name now trying you know having to bury his child uh, Gabriel trying to bury his child mm-hmm. and stuff like that and I just loved it it was so just mature but in a really good way and not trying too hard it just felt yeah. natural and brilliant see you touched on a few things there about the magic and that's one thing I've written down we'll discuss it more in depth later mm-hmm. the magic definitely felt like obviously it's fantasy it's magic but I felt like if magic is real yeah. and maybe it is we just don't know this no, would be it, it. Yeah, it is. you know I think I feel like this would be it totally this kind of magic. Like, you know, it's not the kind of novelty aspect that maybe Harry Potter used. It's definitely more mature. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of moments in each issue that you could really talk about, in my opinion. And this is why, like I say, it's always stuck with me. Um, Triple G Comics has entered the chat. It's evening, chaps. Hi, Pete. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, the, the art is Olivier Coppel, and he's he's quite a well, well-known artiste. Um, what did you think overall? Well, Shane, you kind of touched on the art and how how wonderful it was. Like gorgeous. It can for me, it kind of suits the mood as well. Yeah. Like there's a lot of dark stuff, and it kind of set the tone. Obviously, with the story, like the matched, almost. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like, and the character designs, like they were so. Especially Madame Albany, like her design, like the gimp mask. Or I was, I, I, I don't want to say gimp mask. It's like the Midnighter mask. But then mm. I already said gimp mask, and now I've said it again. But <laughs> it's the Midnighter mask, <laughs> like the full face covering. Like, that was a really cool design for the bad guy. Yeah. To be fair, the mask did throw me initially. Um, it's like they could have done anything else. They could have just gave her like eyes and like an eye mask, but they went for the whole full shiny head. They didn't even have I mean, to give a mask. They all knew who she was. She wasn't yeah, hiding her identity. So it was a really weird thing to add. Yeah. And um, I think I it's partic- just something to throw us, really, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. But yeah. Well, it did make me then think, like, oh, maybe this is Cornelia. Maybe she's, like, split personality and it's two people. And yeah, I yeah. thought maybe she's the bad guy and we're not meant to know. Because why else yeah. would there be a mask? But no, never mind. <laughs> So we'll get into our, our pages and stuff a little bit later on, but I do want to ask you about the art. Uh, so is the story about the art as well. I mentioned last week, I think after the show last week, that there's a, a particular page at the very start that may shock a lot of people. Were you guys shocked at the first page? Or Jesus, the first, yes. second page? <laughs> yes. I have it here in case our viewers want to see uh, what we are talking okay. about. Uh, just bear with yeah, trigger warning. This is uh, it's dark. Yeah. So essentially, what has happened here is the uh, this is one of this is the first hit. So Madame Albany and her her, her henchman. Her, this is the um, the Phoenician. The, yeah, the, the Phoenician. Is this the shapeshifter guy at the start? Though, this is Cornwall, isn't it? Or is this the Phoenician? Yeah, with the Venetian, Yeah. Yeah. So he obviously wants to kill the first the first hit, but the you know they're protected by magic in the house. He says, don't worry, I can get in. So he kind of goes in the boy, his young son, he's creeping in the bed. 
and then just stabs him through the bottom of the bottom of the jaw through the head it was really grim and like that's a way to start a story like the impact that has on somebody oh it's yeah fantastic. yeah i think the next page was even more like chilling though when he turns to his mother and just goes yes uh, <laughs> I, I have that too. Because that, oh, that is so bloody creepy. That is scary. That is definitely. His eyes are black. She's obviously unaware of what's going just what happened, and he's just sitting there going, "Shh." Yeah. yeah. Set the tone for me in terms of what to expect with this. I thought Absolutely. it was great. Any other yeah. thoughts on the art before we go into our pages? Yeah, I mean, it's so good. <laughs> like, there's not there's not much else to say. Like, I know Shane had this funny thing with the faces. Oh, I found three. I just found yeah. three dodgy oh. faces in the entire book, and I sent them as a joke just to oh, wind Phil up. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but yeah, all of it was stunning. Like, you know, sometimes when you have fantasy-style books, you kind of get artists who are better at drawing creature and monster faces and stuff like that, and when it gets to them drawing human faces, you're like... Oh, maybe you shouldn't have done that and you just should have stayed with the stuff that isn't real and I can't compare it to anything. Um, but I've never heard of this artist. What was his name again? Let me just let me just get it up there. Uh Olivia Koipel. Ah, he's on my watch list now. But stunning. Awesome. Uh, amazing. And you know, you can't have a magic book without fantastic art. You know, it wouldn't have been the book that it is without fantastic art. And that's that's all that it was, and I just loved every page, loved every panel. Brilliant. Would you be sad to hear then that he is not on the second book? Oh, it what? is. No, but it's still good. It's uh, Stuart oh. Eminem. I think he pronounces his name. Eminem. 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 <laughs> Eminem. Eminem. Yeah. So yeah, he's the. I was disappointed to be fair with the second, and um, the fact that he wasn't on it. Sorry, I hadn't read the second volume myself, but. With this book, as well, this came out in 2018. Volume yeah. 2 just came out at the end of 21 and finished just earlier this year. And when I ended Volume 3, it was delayed for so long. Which That was one of the reasons why I didn't want to put it on the Nerd Herd. I wanted to wait until I knew what was, what was happening. Um, this was also optioned uh, by Netflix. This is the first. So Netflix bought Miller World, which is Mark Miller's uh, imprint. And they have all the rights to all his stuff. And yeah. this. This was meant to be in production, but then with the COVID pan the pandemic and so on, they've stopped that. But I read recently they've picked it back up again. No. So this, yes, this, this will become ruin it. <laughs> this but, will become a mediocre show. So read the book, don't watch the show. I agree, and it's the first one I was because I was I was thinking comparisons to Lock and Key because I know. Like Scott, you love Lock and Key, and I remember I Adam from Comic Book loves Lock and Key, and they always said like the TV show does not have the same tone. I as didn't the get past episode one. Yeah. So, with regards to the, the Netflix series for this, if it doesn't match the tone, if it doesn't have the same kind of hook, vibe. I suppose yeah, vibe. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to be interested at all. No, I will be like, that that kind of comic book snob. I will not watch a, a, an adaption if it's not. You point. don't want. Well, they're not going to make it an eighteen, are they? They better. Well, they won't, because they'll want eyes on it, and so they're going to cut out everything that makes this book good, and it's just going to be your bog standard, like, terrible mm. magic series. Yeah. If you want a grown-up magic show, watch The Magicians. Very good show. I do want to watch that. I do want to watch that. 
um, before we go into pages um even though i'm singing the praises of the art um i do have one little nit nitpicky bit um which i'm glad i was able to notice um it was when they were action scenes mm. the panels that went you know duh, 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 between each movement i guess um seemed I don't know. It seemed there was too much movement between panels, and I was struggling to kind of figure out, you know, what the movement should have been to get to that point that we're seeing in the next. Panel. It was quite jumpy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Um, I, I I thought that myself too. At some at some panels, it it did kind of jump from one to the other. It's like, well, how did you get to that stage? You know. Yeah, I do remember lingering on one page because of that. Um, I didn't really notice it as much like it was one page where i just did have to go like but now you've mentioned it mm -hmm. i yeah. i realized why i lingered now i wasn't too sure why i was lingering it must be because my brain couldn't connect the dots yeah you're um, just wondering like this art was so good how can there be a fault yeah. at all yeah, I know. yeah so Could... i was just looking can i ask a question as well i want your personal opinion i guess uh what was your favorite magic uh, drawn uh, in this. You're actually demonstrating a nice Scott, because you're actually quite pixelated because your internet's pretty poor this <laughs> evening. It was the part when it was like the changing spell, yeah. where there was that one of the magicians was helping like a, a guy and his grandmother who was ill, I think, and it's like, oh no, there's a changing spell. Next thing, like the the floor and the bed started kind of like just changing. All of a sudden, they yeah. were just gone. There was like a new family there, and this is the, I thought that was great. That was my favorite one, I think. I did wish that that just lasted a couple more pages mm -hmm. just so that yeah. we could see the change. I wanted us to notice the change before he does. You know, like if we had seen yeah, the room yeah. and then in the next panel, there's a few things different. And just for us to look back and go, oh, yeah, the clock's different now and that's different. Yeah. But we couldn't see anything that he was talking about. So that's my tiny little gripe. Yeah. Right. But that was a very cool spell, the way they just disappeared. Yeah. It's quite terrifying as well. Like they yeah. were conscious of it. What was your scum? Yeah. Uh, for me, it was the one where um, the other brother, Gabriel's brother, um, kind of created Regan. like this. Yeah, kind of created this watery um, portal to walk into yeah. to then go to the massive castle painting to walk through that. Um, I just loved how um, fluid it looked because it is literally fluid. Water. But <laughs> I loved it. It looked <laughs> it looked fantastic. I mean, they nailed it on the head. If I'm saying I like the fluid, it is. Uh, yeah. But that was it for me. It was simple, but it just looked great. I actually think the other one that was even more simple was the soul camera. They took a oh, picture yeah, of the yeah. guy. The next thing he's locked in, in a Polaroid. And yeah, again, it's just things like this has maybe really appreciate the book. Like they are simple, but they're mature ways of mm. like you know if you're if you're if you're going to be a magician hitman, this is what you're going to do. I thought it was great. Um, folks, I have been the best host. I for completely forgot. Just remind you guys who are live in the, the chat this evening that we will be doing um, Hearts Choice for next week. And I'll send you guys in the chat to to uh, recommend your picks. So that'll be towards the end of the show. So stay tuned for that. But back to the main event. And I don't just mean me. <laughs> Shall we move on to our pages? Yes. Go ahead. Yeah. So... Um, I've already showed two of mine. I've another two to do, so we'll just uh, we'll, we'll we'll go with Scott. Oh, oh man, I love this page. This was so like atmospheric. Um, let's see how do I explain this to the podcast listeners? Um, 
this was like issue four, I think, uh, where Gabriel is uh, running out um, because something is happening and it, he sees the holler, was it ho- Hologerium or something like that? Yeah. Hologobin? Hologobin. Time Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, oh my God, it's like this massive, giant, shadowy monster that's just like, it looks like a hundred foot tall in the sky and he's carrying this giant lantern around. And he looks like he's walking on like four or six legs, um, and it's just I just loved you know turning that page, seeing this, and it was just just the just the sheer like awesomeness and the atmosphere of that whole image, yeah. you know even though you see in the back of Gabriel you can kind of you kind of know he's just going ah oh, <laughs> shit, you know yeah <laughs> and I got that reaction and that's brilliant I mean I just loved the atmosphere of this whole thing. Do really you know what I I loved about it as well. Uh, or maybe think about this. Um, so obviously we read something as killing the children, and we had said before yes. about how poor the kind of monster was. Yeah. Like if they had just kind of put this level of detail and texture on their monster, that book would be so much better. I just think like again, this monster doesn't or well, whatever it's called, it doesn't need to have that level of detail that it does. No. The fact that it does, it's like it's brilliant. And I think it's so really good. Yeah. yeah, it literally could have been a smoke monster. If all it does is eat time from you, if it touches you, it could have just been a ball of smoke. But no, I mean, I love his face. He looks like he's mm. looking down at Gabriel as well. It's like, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so good. It is. Um, okay, just bear with. Um, yeah, and Shane, you picked a page that I was also considering. So we'll go. With yes, this. it's the first time Madame Albany shows up with a. Uh, boys in tow and it just looks so much it just looks so cool like how badass is that she's just appears in this magic like bubble or like whatever that cloud of magic is and she's just standing in front of her peeps like what's up i'm here and she just looks so sinister Mm -hmm. but also so feminine and delicate at the same time it's it's weird i but i just i really like her character design in this she's really cool it's what i like so with this controlled. is like where she's, she's just holding the wand straight in front of her like that and it's just yeah really controlled, really cool sorry Phil. what i noticed too is like obviously these guys have been around for centuries and obviously the order passes down from the, the children to their children so you got a guy wearing the, the top hat another guy wearing a nice fancy brother kind of hat then you have like, the two youngsters you know in like modern <laughs> in day clothing yeah, yeah. Like, it's just like there's like a, a good like like mix of of people, and I think the fact that the this order or even the renegades could last centuries, like they're going to have different folks and dr- dress in different ways. I just think that's really cool as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Connie was on the ball. She got a she got an image in. She sent it to Scott. She Scott uploaded it. Here it is. Oh, that's oh. Just that's yes, like right after of, the room changes. Yeah, end of the first issue. Um, really, uh, really concise description of why she likes it. Spooky AF. <laughs> uh, yes, it's it so is. creepy. It's the end of issue one where, yeah, they've done the changing spell and these people have now just been, you know, created into this life that they're just chilling out on the steady watching telly. And then the Venetian is just standing right behind them and they have no idea. And yeah, it is just creepy. You can still see like the spark of magic on his wand as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't notice that. But yeah. He looks like the Grim Reaper because it looks like a scythe. Yeah. 
<laughs> Ten points to you, mate. That was good. good spot Ten points to Gryffindor. <laughs> you That's two tens. There we go. Top of the board. Cemented tonight. Um, Kev also sending the page. Yeah, Kevin. So, so this is the end of issue three. Uh, Kev has says this is my page pick for tonight. I really like how uh, Olivia Coypel draws character faces and gestures. So he's, he's he's in this just for the faces, and they are brilliant in that page. It's it good is. to bring up the faces because that's one of the reasons why I also selected this page, because we say time time again that a lot of faces look the same. Yeah. Not a single one of them look the same. No way. Nope. Not at all. And they all look really good. Like they all look really good. Every one of them. Gorgeous. I just love the eyes on Madame at Albany when she realizes that yeah. she messed up. Oh, She's like, oh, I... Cool move. <laughs> oh, I loved it. She's yeah. like, oh, I'm not as smart as I thought I was. Damn. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Brilliant the, twist. The page I actually picked for myself initially, so gonna, again, this is the fourth page I'm showing. It's the last one, I promise. <laughs> um, we could just show the whole book if you want. Let's spend yeah, the next yeah, yeah, yeah. minutes through, showing yeah. every page. It looks that good, we could. But um, so Uncle Uncle Ed, Uncle Edgar was a nice character, wasn't he? What awesome. a lovely guy! Calm, a, a lovely, unassuming guy, right? Yeah. And look at this image. Like he is really calm and unassuming, <laughs> but like obviously the next page literally he erupts. And he looks I so just small there. that's why I, think I picked it because you, you know what's going to happen now. You know yeah. he's about to. Uh, implode on this guy and there's a few wee sparks behind him you can see there too yeah and again this quiet unassuming you know elderly gentleman he wouldn't think of her to fly is about to potentially take down the whole world and i just thought that panel of him just there standing there like really nice and calm it's like what, me, what a stone cold killer for me this whole scene kept reminding me of like when you watch the first avengers and mark ruffalo is like I'm always angry and then turns to the Hulk. The, mm. when, when you get the bit in this scene and it's like, this house isn't protecting me from the world, it's protecting the world from me. Yeah. And I was like, man, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. It basically, so he was basically cool. saying to him, I'm not trapped in here with you, you're trapped in here with me. Yeah. yeah. And one of us isn't walking out of here. And it was awesome. Because that yeah. shapeshifter was so cocky. I'm so glad he got his. Yeah. So good. But and that's, very pervy, that's... wasn't he? He when he turns into Madame Albany, so they can. Uh... I really like that page mm -hmm. because she, she basically <laughs> says she wanted that, but you know, give me something I'm going to enjoy. It's like, well, here's yourself. <laughs> enjoy oh, that. It just shows how vain she is, doesn't yeah. it? That was great. But yeah, that, that's that's our pages. I think obviously across the board, we all really really enjoyed the art. So more of that, please. Lovely. Thank you. Um, I've been terrible with comments here tonight, folks. I do apologize. Um, Connie has given us some info. Olivia Copel worked on the road to El Dorado and the Prince of Egypt. Is it are they movies or comics? Never read any of those. I'll have to find them. Uh, Prince of Egypt is a movie. Good choice. Oh, could um, I read this trailer. I read the truth of this book maybe like two months after I got into comics, and it was one of the first comics I had to stop and gasp a little uh, about the way the story was going. It's that's the same for me. Like I say, I so in the first books I started collected in single issues from the start, 
And again, if it had a field, I may no, I may not be in the comic book hobby, but that it kept me going, and it hooked me, and it's it's always stuck with me for the four years. And I'm Connie so glad I read is it. the reason that I'm that I was even aware of this book. You know, I saw it on her Instagram that mm. how shocked she was at the ending, and that that has always stuck with me whenever I see anything to do with this book. Um, and I didn't disappoint. I thought it would have spoiled something for me, but no, no way. It was awesome. I, I've I've seen Connie's um good read score, so uh, at least I'm off to a good start today. <laughs> good. Uh, she's also uh she is sad that Oliver Coppell is not doing the art for Magic Order Two. Um, yeah, that, it is sad, but the, it's Stuart Emin, Eminen, and he is he is worthy. Just may not be as nice, but still looks good. I'll give um, it a check, but if it's not as nice, then I. I don't know. I, I, I probably will read on because I like the characters, as long as it's the same writer. Mm -hmm. um, well, I mean, that's volume two. That's, that's, that's next year. That's next season. It's <laughs> volume Done. one. Tick. Yeah. Um, so what do we think of the kind of overall story and writing style, I think? Me personally, I think Mark Miller is quite... He's quite direct in terms of the... How do I put this? Like, he's building a world but it's not a massive world and a never ever land somewhere else it's like a world in our world obviously because like the the moonstone castle was through uh, an oil painting i think it was yeah. wasn't it and then they had the kind of uh what's it called the black kingdom for the renegades was through a crack in the asylum wall like, <laughs> said, so he's building things that are a bit fan like fantasy based but he's not going too mad with it yeah, no, and but he's not limited himself. I mean, that hotel where they go to eat. Oh, yeah. The Abington Hotel, I think it was called. Every second of every time. Uh, yeah. so that was my favorite thing. So many stories. They could just go there. It could, they could do a whole series just called The Hotel, you yeah. know, and it's just set with different magicians that throughout different times. It'd be. Oh. It's also the same hotel that John Wick uses because they can't kill each other and they're each other. <laughs> no, they can't even raise their voices in yeah. there. So good. Anything time travel related, definitely a big tick in my book. And just just to play with the thought that all of these people were from different times, but it was all exactly the same place, and this place was connected to every point in time ever. And uh, you know, they had to keep to the same table. They couldn't speak to people from other times. They couldn't, yeah, raise their voices. It was such an exclusive thing. And it was just so cool, and you had to leave through the door, the same door you came in with, and yeah, it was just so cool. I really, really liked uh, that, just purely because it was just, uh, just tickled my time traveling uh, fancy. There, loved it. Yeah, and, such um, a clever idea. Madame Albany even toasted, didn't she? Her, her father. Yeah. Whatever time period he was coming from at that point. Yeah. Well, she did say like maybe this is the moment he saw it in me, and like he turned against me. Yes, oh, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, that could oh, have been the moment he saw it in my eyes. But yeah, that how crazy. Yeah, but again, it's even taking things so like you know, fighting Nazis, like obviously, you know, World War Two, for example. If the Magic Order were there at this time, they would have to have their own fights of some sort, and that's what they were doing. We just don't know because we don't know anything about magic. Do you know what I mean? Cordelia, Cordelia going back and nicking the car was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. 
I actually have a a, a big you know section on Cordelia because I mean I could be wrong, Shane. Obviously, I think you obviously like Madame Albany, but you must have loved Cordelia. Cordelia is one hundred percent my favorite character yeah. in this book. She's amazing, and that twist at the end just. If I was a cartoon dog, my eyes would have bulged out, my tongue would have rolled out. <laughs> I was just like, oh, woo yeah. you go, girl. That was amazing. <laughs> I loved it. It was just that moment, you know, where she's on her own and you just think, this is it. You know, like, it's a one-shot book. You know, that everyone's going to die. You don't have to save anyone. She's on her own. What's she going to do against them? She's only an escapologist. I was like, oh, maybe she'll be able to escape, but what's she going to do? And she just turns the tables, and I was just like, "Yes, mm. <laughs> I loved it. It was amazing." Like for me, in that, like you know, I I I knew Mark Miller has got this deal signed with Netflix, and I was thinking of this scene. How how cool would it be to see this on 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 TV? And for me, all I had in the background of my head was just the kind of music that would be playing when that moment happens. You know, the kind of like epic build yeah. up of this whole thing and I was just getting excited just reading that and just thinking about how the music would impact there um, yeah that yeah, this was like you turn the page you see what she's doing and you see the whole family come back and I'm like yes let's go let's see what happens this is awesome and yeah and you know like the picture that, that uh, uh, Phil shown you know Albany just you can see it in her eyes she's like oh crap <laughs> Here I don't we messed go. up. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. What yeah. I thought was really interesting too is that uh, you know over eighty plus years of of comic books, obviously longer as well, I suppose. Um, she probably has the most interesting origin story I've ever read. <laughs> How she escaped her own abortion. Yeah. Yeah. She, like, yeah. she escapes her abortion, removes herself and the placenta. And then, like, puts it in another woman. In nurse. Yeah. yeah. And then she has to carry it for four months and is just born. Like, it's just, like, that's, like, as an like, idea, that's, months. yeah, it's, it's like, so bizarre. But, yeah. like, it was it was done so quickly as well. Like, it was, like, like it was nothing. Like, just one, one page. It was brilliant. I thought it was really good. Yeah. That was yeah. amazing. I mean, there are, but there are a lot of, like, deeper, darker moments. I mean, I know that was, it's not really comedic. That's meant to be quite serious. You know, they're talking about abortions and then forcing a pregnancy on a woman who then goes crazy after she gives birth. So it's not meant to be fun, you know, and then later on you find out they have the allegory for, you know, not locking up your gun and the daughter finds the wand and kills her and her friends with the wand, which is obviously gun safety. So they have, they, there is a lot of, serious tones and messages in this book yeah. they're not sh they're not shy about it but then also not in your face with the messaging the book is designed yeah. to entertain you this book is designed to keep your attention get you buying the next issue and just give you a really good time in your book just let you have a fun time reading and the you don't have that <laughs> When you're reading a superhero book, you always know the superhero is going to be fine because it's their book. When you're reading an indie book, you never know what's going to happen. And when they start killing characters off every issue, you really don't know what's going to happen. And your excitement level just goes up and up and up when you don't know who's safe. It wasn't even killing characters every issue. It was killing characters every page at one point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like, okay, right, okay, they're gone. Cool. Uh, all right, they're gone. And, you know, it was... 
so cool how so creative on how mm. it would happen you know you'd have the the camera you know that would take their soul and then they would just disappear from the real world and would be in this polaroid no oh, we've lost scott oh, we've lost scott while we wait for scott to come back i have a question for you phil yes when did you figure out what issue did you figure out gabriel was the Venetian? to be fair if i can't remember uh... I don't think I found out until the end. I think it was more whenever, like you know, the few pages before, where he's like she's on her own and they're going down. Like you knew, you knew at that point something's not right. But I didn't really think before that that Gabriel was the the traitor because I wrote them down here. They they, they built him up so much to be almost he's, he's going to be the hero. He's he's the main guy. He's 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 the better magician of them all. He has this story that makes you really care about about him even before you realize what he's trying to do to bring his daughter back so they build him up this this level and then you know turn him up, which was really good and the way he done it like he didn't hesitate to, to shoot his brother in the head no it was half a second he was done but again they brought it back around the fact that obviously they can all come back to life with this spell and but not uh, yeah but obviously he had to sacrifice himself to, to for his daughter and i thought that was wonderful for him the, the dad as well obviously felt emotional like i never really realized until now i don't know what how you felt I and mean, i know how you felt i thought it was great but yeah scott when did you figure out that gabriel was the venetian what issue scott can you hear me scott can't hear no okay well i figured it out in issue three when his brother was in the car talking to him. When his brother was talking to him in the car and he kept saying how, like, you're the best of us all, you're the strongest of us all. I was like, oh, my God, he's the Venetian and he's doing it all because his daughter's dead. I was like, no. And I was like, and then when the um, the time eater was attacking his wife, I was like, well, this mm. is a cover so that everyone, you know, this is his reason to get back into the magic order with them. I was like, no, that's a shame. But yes, yeah, issue three was for me. I suppose for the the, the first time reader, it was the scene. I, can't, I think it was issue four, could be issue five, where the other kind of uh, what do you call them? The gang, the renegades, are holding somebody in a coffee shop. It was obviously turned out to be Gabriel's wife, and you know, so you know something fishy's going on. I think from that point, it was building up. But again, it's like one of those things that I didn't want to believe it because they built Gabriel up so much to be the hero. Like he's the Jon Snow of Game of Thrones. He's he's the big, you know, he's the Targaryen. And then, just like Game of Thrones, they took it away from us, you know? But yeah. A twist. Yeah. That's a good thing, though. That's a good thing about a twist. You shouldn't really see it coming. But then you should be able to go back and realise. So I think they did that really well. But it was issue three for me when I realised that he was the Venetian. And I had no worry about him up against mm. the Time Eater. Is that is that the bit I miss? Is that the bit we're talking about? When yeah. Did I, I when did you realize? Yeah. Uh, for me, it wasn't until the the very moment that it's told. He that, blew his uh, brother's head off. <laughs> yeah. Well, even then, I was in disbelief. I was like, "What the hell?" Like, I I, I thought like maybe he was being controlled because we saw that from the Venetian at the start, and I was like, "Maybe he's being controlled again." But then it slowly dawned on me that he is the Venetian, and I was like, "Oh, you know, the whole room just goes." you know <laughs> and i was like what yeah 
Yeah, it's it's very rare, you know, you know, with us being in such a world where watching so much TV, so many films, reading so many comics and reading books, it's it's hard for people to be surprised by twists like this. So, you know, that that's what adds points on for me even more, the fact that I am just I was so impacted and shocked and in disbelief by this twist. Uh, yeah, it's just a book that I can just like you know I get it now you know Phil said this book stuck with him for four years. This will stick with me for four years and even more than that. Yeah. And I'm I'm getting the next one. Excellent. Yeah. I'm getting this. I'm getting the single issues for this or the trade. I'm going to find it in physical form because I want to own this. Yeah, same. Mark Miller can uh, send me some commission. <laughs> I've done it. I've done it. Excellent. Um, the thing is, I as well, like, the idea of this order is here to protect humanity from monsters and whatever else. This story could have been done so much differently, but I'm so glad it wasn't. Like, they could have had the monster story about the order protecting humans and have a big monster coming through the barrier or something, whatever, and that would have been so dull. Like, this was a lot more. Uh, what's the word? Like it, it just kept you, you know, interested. Like a story like, is always so much more interesting when there's just people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when it's just people involved, everyone loves people a drama. Are the biggest monsters. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah. did. They, they did show one of the monsters, of course, um, quite early on. It was a flashback, wasn't it? Um, oh yes, must have been Cordelia. I think. I think it was was the child, but they they showed the monster in it. You know. That existed, but he didn't, you know. Again, that's not what the story was about, which I really, really enjoyed. Um, we kind of touched on the magic, and I've written quite a few of my favorites down. I've already talked about the changing spell, um, Cordelia escaping um, the abortion, the soul camera, even like, like fill her up when we just filled the taxi cab with water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As simple as that is, like the fact that the water wasn't leaking, no one could break in the car, and it's just like that's. You know, it's a really painful way to die. The fact that you can't escape this little tiny car. And again, it's just the way he makes it simple, but like scary almost, or almost kind of, you know, you, you, obviously you panic. The person was panicking. Edith was her name, the librarian. Yeah. But, um, the, the guy through the mirror, to be fair, was probably the, the weakest one, where he just like, he appeared at the mirror and he's pulled them through. Yeah. That was okay, but the, the weakest of them. Um, we mentioned the guy who eats time. But what I really liked is the book. Like, so whenever they're questioning the the driver, of they take him Robert. into the, the island of Robinson Crusoe. Yeah, and it's that's like, my note as well. It's just the fact that like, yeah, it's really clear, like simple. It, it sounds really simple when you think about it, but it's clever to actually yeah. do it and do it well. And even at the end, whenever they they picked up Gabriel's wife, um, they put her in crime and punishment. Yeah. Um, it's, I just thought that was really clever too. I just it's think how, the way they did it. The, sorry, gone, Scott. It's how that whole scene started for me. It's when he's, they saw the car coming down the road and he flips it. And you see the panel where the car is just in bits. The, the guy driving it is flung out the car. And then the next page, they're in the car. I'm like, what? You know, and then you know when you read what's happening, you know they've gone back a minute back in time, haven't they? So he's got this time to get the answer out of him. 
mm-hmm. and then it goes into the book and i just love the way that started and just for that yeah. whole thing i was i was hooked i was like what the hell like what can this magic do like what can't they do the book magic was amazing dropping him off on page what was it like page 10 and then coming back to page like 50 Two to see how he's yeah. doing and he's been there for years and he's like all like decaying yeah, and he's starving <laughs> yeah and then they just then they take him to the Isle of Dr. Moreau for medical treatment. I was like, oh, you <laughs> bastards. <laughs> like, That's so mean. <laughs> yeah. So good. So good. Yeah. Fantastic, yeah. the whole thing. Again, I think just the magic overall. Um, we were quite impressed. With, because again, it's something that can go horribly wrong in a book, in a comic book. And we've seen it many times with magic. So like, we do enjoy it a lot of time. The times we have seen it where it's not great. And this for for me w- w- was good. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've kind of run out of things to to ask. Or it's actually, one question, one question I do want to ask. Sorry, yes, phrase is the right word. So quite often, whenever we're we're doing books, and sometimes you can tell that books are written. They're, sorry, they're written for TV shows. Yeah. And this probably was written to become a TV show, as opposed to the other way around, or a comic book first, then TV show. Did that spoil it for you at all? The fact that, like, did it no. feel like it was written for TV? For me, it no. didn't. No, not at all. Uh, yeah, I didn't get that feeling at all. You you can feel it with books. I mean, some of them, they even, like, model the characters on actors, don't they? Like, we, with Witchblade, we did. Like, there were yeah. a couple of the character designs in there that were blatant actors. I think I even posted them on my Instagram. They were one-for-one shots. And that felt like that was designed to be a pilot, in episode two and episode three and episode four this felt like it was just meant to be a story to just get you interested in this universe and hope it gets enough people in so it can expand the universe and carry it on and i hope it's done that yeah me too yeah um i have i have another thing i'd like to talk about mm-hmm. um just the fact that they kind of shown us so many different types of like walks of life in this you know it wasn't just the people from the order you know these these people who are magic aren't fancy or rich you know there's no one type of magic person you know you had the homeless guy who was sucking out the sex energy from these people and then but 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 then but then it just goes straight away like into like this the normal couple you know the guy who gets sucked in through the mirror you're like the normal couple in like an apartment you've got the ups delivery delivery guy you've got the woman who was in the taxi and you've got all these different fantastic just yeah, it's not just all these people that are exactly the same type of people. It's not like going to Hogwarts and everyone's in that school. Cool, great, mm-hmm. you know. Um, all these people have all these, you know, they have their lives, and it's and it's so great, and it was so like, it felt detailed. Um, but it's like, it's kind of, sorry, just on that note, it's like they could have. They're obviously magicians. They could have all be rich, living yeah. big fancy houses. Do what they want. But they're doing kind of normal mundane jobs. It's almost like the, the, the Spiderman complex: great power, great responsibility. Mm. So their their main kind of thing is the order, and even Leonard, I think he said he, he keeps in his magic shoe, uh, so many nights a year, doesn't make a lot of money, but he does it because that's that's, that's yeah, his thing. Five obviously. nights a week, forty weeks a year. Forty weeks. A year. 40 weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. Um, but yeah, that you know there was so much cool magic. Uh, it was all so versatile and unique and different and stuff I've never seen before or even thought of, and it was just brilliant. Um, but then. I do have an issue with the world building um, and the fact that it was 
quickly paced and i don't want to i'm not saying the story was quickly paced the story itself was in my opinion perfectly paced i was really happy with how it went but it was just the world building we're seeing scenes like we saw that room with all the artifacts with that guy who had the playboy magazine out by accident um you know we saw one page of that of that room and i would love to have seen more we saw like one or two pages of that the time restaurant you know Mm. i would like to have seen that a bit more all of these you know i don't know if mark miller had you know, if he knew there was going to be a book two or three, and maybe he was trying to, like, right, I want to put all this cool stuff in the book, but maybe not give it a lot of time. And I was a bit gutted, and th- that kind of stuff was too quickly paced. Uh, but I'm not saying the story is quickly paced. Do you yeah. understand? No, I'm not, I'm not, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's kind of like just like flew by those things quite quickly. Yeah. Going to the fault, something's missing, and that's it. You know. Hmm. But I think that goes with what Scott was saying earlier on about it being grown up and about these being at the peak. You know, these people know all this stuff already, so they wouldn't have to linger on these things. And they wouldn't have to talk to each other and explain how things work. They're not, you know, they've done all this. Yes, I think they were breadcrumbs (laughs) for future trades. Yeah. There there definitely has to be a hotel trade, which is literally just, you know, a day in the hotel. And it's just, just, you just go through different doors. Yeah. So be fantastic. Cool. Yeah. We need to get so Mark cool. Miller on the, on the <laughs> oh, so cool. We get Mark Miller on the, on the blower here because again, as every week we've got some great ideas that these guys should implement. Because you're right, <laughs> I would like to see more of it, but at the same time, there's a fine line between show us everything and linger on it, and do you know what I mean? Like just give us a snapshot and make us wanting more. And I think I get the impression certainly as the volumes go on, they're going to have drip more stuff into it maybe we'll get an expansion of like say the hotel especially um 100 yeah. uh sonics comics is asking why is there no hardcover of this yet it's volume two's only just come out volume three's currently coming in single issues i believe mark miller has said it is a five volume story oh. so in a couple of years time get the five volumes out and we will have a glorious hardcover but yeah That'd i'll be, be getting nice. that myself yeah um i think to be fair is there anything else you want to bring up? I think that's you know, we've we've For gushed me, I'm good. Yeah, Shane. Yeah, I mean, I, I just want to say this is what Justice League Dark should be because like Cordelia is clearly like Zatada, and then Regan is John Constantine because he's always got a fag yeah. in his mouth. Cigarette for our American listeners. <laughs> but yeah, they very much reminded me, and like their relationship as well. I know it's brother and sister in this, but Satana and John Constantine are very, very like buddy buddy. Mm-hmm. So it like they bounced off each other really well. I really yeah. like that relationship as well, the brother sister relationship between them. Yeah, they're really cool because she was obviously the, the the disobedient one, kind of the the family. Dare I say, fuck up essentially. But Lucky course, she was, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. That, yeah. that was the reason why they're all back. They're all alive, apart from obviously Gabriel, but sure, you know. So, folks, that is um, our thoughts on the Magic Order. It's tens all around. Thanks for coming. See you next week. No, Uh, this is is your chance. Yeah, this is your chance to uh, get your scores in. Uh, uh, Drop into the chat. Tell us why. We'll create those scores, add them of ours, and we'll come up with the overall average of this book. So, final thoughts on scores, Shane. Okay, so I love this book. Um, I love magic and wizards and witches and all this, but I like grown-up versions 
this is why I'm not a Harry Potter fan. I prefer adults doing magic. I like a more sensible person doing magic. I don't want to see people learning magic. I want to see people doing magic. This is why I love Charmed and I love, you know, like all magic shows. But the 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 magicians is what this reminded me of. A group of adults. I know they're kids, they're, they're young adults in Magicians. They grow up as you follow the series. But it's adults doing magic to save either the world or each other. And I really love that. I love the characters. Cordelia is amazing. She just needs to be everywhere. I want, <clears throat> I want all five volumes and I want them now. As long as she's in them, she needs to be in every single one of them. And I will carry on reading. Uh, the brother is great. Um, nice little way to introduce a gay character without throwing it in your face and having him be flamboyant he's just like oh she's like what are you doing he's like i'm texting my boyfriend telling him mm. i love him in case i don't make it home that's how you do it that's how you have your gay character without him you know wearing pink and you know dancing around like a ballerina in your issues great the dad was also pretty cool that fight he had awesome i know he didn't yeah. win but he was still awesome art is fantastic um minor 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 nitpicks um, and I'm not going to score it down for the nitpicks because I love the book so much. This is a 10 from me. A 10? I, um. I can't fault it. I absolutely loved it from start to finish. And then my tiny nitpicks, like three faces, weren't great in the book. So what? You drew the entire book. It's great. Wow. I'm not going to downgrade you for that. And because I figured out the twist in issue three, I'm not going to... It's not your fault I figured it out. That's my fault. <laughs> Are you taking the Mickey? Is this a 10? No, it's 100% a 10. Wow. Do you remember the one I was worried with the most? <laughs> I love this. Wow. Can I hate my score? Yeah. <laughs> 9.5? <laughs> Scott, go ahead. What's yours? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I can't count on two hands how many times I've said in this show, I loved it. It's cool. It's fantastic. It's brilliant. It's stunning. You know, it's a, it's a very, very great book. If you like magic... And like Shane said, if you like grown-up stuff, if if you don't like the whole Harry Potter, you know, vibe of learning things, you will love this book. It's it's fantastic. You know, it's it's mature, but not in a crude way, um, and it's just it's just so brilliant, so clever. Um, unfortunately, it's not a perfect score for me. Uh, the only thing that does drag it down is the fact that the whole world building was too quickly paced for me. Um, and I just did uh, want more of that. I wanted them to linger on things. I wanted to see more of that. Um, so, yeah, it's not going to be a 10 for me. It's going to be a 9 instead. Nice. Still love this book. Still. I want more. It's an absolutely fantastic concept and series, and I hope it carries on with the same vibe. Nice. Um, well, folks, we only have one score so far in the chat, so you've got about 30 seconds before I give mine, um, if you want yours included. Um, as I mentioned before, I, I probably have a kind of unhealthy bias towards this book. Like I said, it stuck with me for the four years. I thought it was wonderful then, I thought it was wonderful now. Um, there are a few nitpicks, I'll agree. Um, it's, it's not completely perfect. So I feel bad for like I feel bad for myself that I'm scoring it less than Shane, but I am. Uh, as I said before, I, I was holding off put put their selectness for the nerd because I actually wanted to pick up when Dean was here as well because I know he would quite like that kind of thriller aspect. I knew Shane would like Cordelia from the off. I just knew it. Just it was it was, it was written on the stars. And again, Scott, I knew he would like the fantasy element of it. And 
I'm just really pleased that you guys obviously love it and as much as I did. And um, more so, yeah. apparently, yeah, <laughs> supposedly. But no, I just think again, the only negativity for me around the kind of book, I suppose, is the delay from volume one to two because it really annoyed me. Even though it's not hanging about the story in itself, it's just like, give me more of it and I want more of it. Volume two is out, volume three is coming out. Hopefully, four and five isn't too far behind and we can enjoy a complete story, you know, and then watch it hopefully um, on Netflix. <laughs> yeah as good as the story is. So I'm giving it um, a 9.5 because I was going to give it a 9, but this chat's maybe put me in a really good mood tonight. 9.5 for me. There we go. Um, so yeah, that's 9.5 for me, 9 from Scott, and a 10 from she. I'm still flabbergasted, completely flabbergasted. Well, I, my score went up. I did have it at a 9.5, but talking about it just made me realise how much more I loved it. And actually, I just wanted to bring up one point because you mentioned Regan and how cool he was. And um, we never mentioned it. The scene where the guy was like turning into a candle and was melting yeah. away. And then <laughs> Regan just kicked him in the face. How dumb of you. That was brilliant. That's again, yeah. oh, that's just so good. I loved it. So we have two scores um, in the chat. Um, so just bear with me. Connie is, I'm going to give this a 9.5. Honestly, it's pretty near perfect in her opinion. And. Uh, Sonic's Barton from Sonic's Comics. What a story. I just love that. Phil, you've ended your season two picks on a high note. It's a 9.5 for me. Oh, my <laughs> picks are great. And funny story, we uh, we were um, having a chat with Martin the other, the other night, and I mentioned the Magic Order. I was like, oh, it's going to get 10s all around. He goes, no, it won't get that. He was adamant it won't get that. <laughs> and I suppose he's right. It hasn't got 10s all around, but 9.5. Close enough. Close enough. So, scores are in with uh, my 9.5, Scott's 9, Shane's 10, and sorry, I'll start again with Connie's 9.5 and with Martin's 9.5. That's an average from the herd of 9.5. With that, with my 9.5, Scott's 9 and Shane's 10, that gives us an overall average of 9.5. Hey. <laughs> yes. so, um, I wonder where that comes in the top 10. <laughs> Let's just find out. Does it make the top 10? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Takes the top spot. That's the old Magic one, mate. Order. Yeah, is it? That's, yeah, that's, that's the got the one. Christmas one. Oh yeah, what is? So, apologies. There we go. There we go. Takes the, takes the top spot. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Wow. Last pick of the season. Old Philly swoops in. Already had top spot. But I'll swoop it and take it off myself, and leave me more big-headed and have an even bigger ego. I'll try to be too smug about it because you're bad. Yeah. We still have one more opportunity for it to be bumped off. Yes, we do. you we at do. home can knock Phil off the top spot if you pick a really good book. <laughs> but you have to pick a really good book. So this is your chance, guys. Fire in your picks into the comments. Uh, Scott, are you going to do the the oh, honors of the uh, yep. spinny wheel thing? Uh, we'll put your picks in. See who wins, and then you own yourself some nerd herd swag. And have the honour of picking and being part of the last live show of season two. So and it's uh, the last it... opportunity to get this season swag as well. Does that? Oh, what's that mean? Is there going to be new swag? Ooh, it may be. It may be. But yes. Okay. So we've got a few picks now. coming in. I'm just so glad. I'm really flabbergasted, to be honest. I'm really taken back. But you guys really enjoyed this. Because I was slightly worried. Why? 
I don't know. I just think like it's a, it's kind of like yourself with seven cigarettes. They kind of you want to read and talk about it. Yeah, like, you're also like worried about as, what people really think. As much as I enjoy Seven Secrets, um, it won't get this kind of score. I know that. You know why? But okay. why? I might really, really like it. This, it's not this good. Makes me because oh. <laughs> Tom. Isn't it'll make me. It makes me cry because Tom Taylor is a brilliant emotional writer, but it's not as mature and brilliant as this. Anyway, we've got four four things so far. Mature and brilliant, just uh, like me. That's not ex- describing Phil, by the way. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got a new commenter giving his pick in there. Hello, uh, Todd reads comics, and Tottenham Gaming is in the chat as well, sweeping in the last second with their picks. I'm really looking forward to, to to seeing how our leaderboard ends uh, for season two. Yeah, not, not just the top ten, but overall, because we've read some really good books this year and some not so yeah. good. And just to just let everyone know as well, um, you know, if if you were here last year, we will be doing an end of season uh, special uh, that will be on the Saturday after next Wednesday's show. The first. And it's where we talk about the whole season. We talk about our favourite books, our least favourite books. Should we have scored things differently? Shouldn't we have scored things differently? And uh, we'll probably... Well, I'm going to try and talk about some fun stats as well. You know, like the average score of all of my books and Shane's books and Phil's. And then, you know, our favourite... You know, I want to do my favourite pick overall. My, my favourite page pick of every page I've picked this season. Oh my god, can that. you remember them all? Do you have them I've, all I've, still? I've got them all saved, yeah. Anyway... We are ready to do our... Yeah, uh, so, yeah, I will go through what we have here, first of all. So, okay. Connie has... She wants to read Hotel. Go, go read it. Mm. Maybe we'll read it for next week. <laughs> yeah, he has picked Lazarus, Volume 1. Oh, very good, very good. Uh, Sonic's Comics has picked Reckless. Again, another good one. Mm. Todd reads comics. Batgirl, Silent Runnings. And Tottenham Gaming, Spider-Man, Back in Black. That is our picks. Um, okay. Yeah. This uh, this go for it. Good luck, everyone. Who's it gonna land? Fingers crossed for a good one. Fingers crossed for a good one. Ooh, nice. <gasps> what a great, what a great book to lead us into our Halloween wave as well. Yes, yeah. I believe this is an AWA book, isn't it? A hotel, I think. So yeah, I think so. Yes. That'll be well really done. interesting. So well done, Connie. You will, of course, be invited to come on the show next week if you are free and able, and uh, if your internet holds out. And um, <laughs> yeah, that's what we're reading next week. It is Hotel for our last episode of season two. But uh, looking forward to the week after that when it's, you know, I can start to reclaim top spot again for next season. Cause, <laughs> oh I mean, God. and we'll look forward to the first of October when we're going to crown the overall winner. You know that kind of stuff. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. I bet you've had a, you've got a trophy made up for yourself, haven't you, I bet Bill? You have, I bet you have. You guys, <laughs> you're gonna. Do you guys mean you haven't? Have you not made it? <laughs> but anyway, that's that's for another time. Um, this has been the Magic Order. Thanks a lot, everyone, for watching and listening. We'll see you next week with uh, Hotel. Get your waves out. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> <laughs>